to teach what you and I have heard before is the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. I'm not going to go through the whole thing about, I think, giving it that title and always putting it on a bookmark or a bumper sticker or a poster. I think it hurt my learning of these things. So what I want us to do is I want us to do them just like what I believe they would have done that day. They walked, Jesus walked away from the crowd. Look at chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. He walked away from the crowd. He walked up the mountain. The disciples came to him. Uh, you know. You know if you know me. There's not any... There's nothing in what I'm illustrating or saying that is where I'd want to leave the impression I'm thinking about that I'm Jesus and we've walked in here to listen to me. And that hasn't... But I believe, I believe, and those of us who believe the promises of God, we believe that Jesus is here, right? And so he moved away from the crowd, and maybe that's what Sundays are best, is a chance to get away from the crowd and to come sit down with Jesus and let him teach us, okay? Now, like in any meeting, like in any meeting, there are people in this room that are just waking up to, to following Jesus. There's others that have craved to be like Jesus and, and wanted to meet, be what, what Jesus wanted them to be for years. But whether we're just getting started or whether we've been at it a long time, we're still in the same place, right? We're still with Jesus. We're still wanting to become what Jesus wants us to become. Right? Make sense? So let's start this way. Why'd you come? And not Sunday school. Not Sunday school. I'd, I'd really like this to be more like AA, where it's just a blunt admission of why we're here. Why'd you come today? Place to rest. I'm forgetful. I need to be reminded. Why'd you come? You're five days sober? God bless you, young man. God has <laughs> Anybody in this room, tell me your first name again. William. William. Anybody in this room know what it's like to be five days sober? Hold up your hand, because I want William to be able to turn around and look. That there are people in this room that understand how that feels. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Why'd you come? Why'd you, why are you here? Why'd you walk up the mountain to sit down with Jesus? I need to get away from the world. All right. <laughs> this really is like a safe place. All right. I want to, and there's a reason I want to do this, uh, and if you misunderstand it, that's on you. It's not on me, because I know what my intent is. 
Taking what Barton just said, let's, let's talk about this place for a second. How is this place for you? I'm not talking for everybody. How has this place for you been a help? How has this place, these people, this time, how has this been a help for you? What have you learned from it? What have you received from it? Roger, go ahead. At least they're trying to, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? The least judgmental church I've ever been in in my life. And so it's a participation and acceptance of love. Y'all know I'm home too. Oh, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Go, Eddie. Jesus sat down and the disciples came to him. And when he sat down, he said, you want to be blessed? I'll let you answer it again. And it's not a congregational answer. It's not a, what should we say? Let's all together say, yeah. no, 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 no. None of that. Jesus sitting with us looks into our hearts, looks into our lives, knows how we are, knows what we've struggled with, knows how, know how close Catherine came yesterday to checking out, knows how tough it is to go that next day. He says, you want to be blessed? Your answer. 
Yes. Be poor in spirit. And we don't like poor in spirit. Nobody likes poor because poor means you don't have any power to do anything. AA would say it. Admit that you're powerless. I'm not worried about 12 steps, 8 steps, 22 steps. I just want <coughs> one step. One step toward Jesus and it starts with me being honest. With me being honest of who I am and what I've done. And in this room, I, I was at a, I'd never seen it before, but I was in an AA meeting several months ago. And uh, they, before they ever started, they said, is there anybody here, before they started saying, is anybody here who's been sober a week or anybody who's been sober a month or who wants to get their one-year chip or their two-year chip or their 11-year chip, whatever it is. They said, is there anybody here that wants a desire chip? I'd never heard it before. That just wants to be sober. And a couple of timid hands came up because that's why they were in that room. They didn't even have a full day yet to claim one day, five days. They just wanted it. Anybody in this room want to be poor in spirit and can express it <coughs> to bless you but also to bless us anybody want to be poor in spirit anybody in this place ready to have that desired chip and just say this is where I am and this is what I need Okay, I want you to go back what you just almost said because I, I think I know what you almost said and I you know the answer to that if you'll let yourself answer it. Do you know where you are right now with God? For sure. Are you without blemish? Are you free of accusation? Yeah. Are you complete in Him? Yeah. So we're not saying shame ourselves. We're saying be honest about ourselves. Is there anybody in here? Let's just be us. Is there anybody in this room that listens to what Catherine is saying and think is how strong Catherine is, how driven she is, how effective she is, how amazing she is with people? And yet today, how does she feel? Desperate. Confused uncertain that should say something about our hearts and how we should respond but that's Jesus said you want to be blessed that's where you start you don't say well I've been a Christian for three years I've been a Christian for 30 years I've been a Christian since Pentecost it no it's it, it's you don't you're not we're not claiming anything you want to hike up this mountain and sit down with Jesus 
You want to be blessed? Then be honest enough, brave enough, gritty enough to say, I've got nothing. I'm coming here and I've got nothing. Um, Catherine's dad taught me a phrase. You've heard me say it before and I'll butcher it, but he's not here to correct me so y'all can just go along with it. In Spanish it says, Aquí está tu rex. It's me standing before God and say, Here I am. This is me. And it's not me putting on a show. It's not me putting on a performance. It's not me protecting an image. It's me being honest. It's like Catherine just said. This is where I am. I'm ready to check out. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't even know what to pray for. You want to be blessed? This is where you start. But now, if you're poor in spirit, if you're honest about it, take the next step. Of course, they were sitting, so that would have been impossible. So take the next step in your heart. What's the next step? If you finally can admit, if you finally can admit who you are, what you are, what you have to offer, what's the next step? Mourning. Upset with yourself, upset with life, upset with those things. Is there anybody in this room? Again, this is if you if you if this is you, it's you. It's okay to say it. If it's not you, let, that, there's no performance here. There's no saying, okay, now it's your turn. No, it's your turn. No, no, no. Is there anybody in this room that is at that place of mourning? That just says, I I look at what I've done, and I look at the consequences in my life, and I look at the consequences in the lives of people I love. And I am sad about that. I am broken about it. And it's not somebody saying, oh, it's okay, it'll be all right. No, 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 no. It's Jesus saying that you want to be blessed. And I say, yes, Lord, I want to be blessed. He said, then Rex, mourn. Quit hiding it and admit it. Mourn what you've done. Mourn what someone did to you. Mourn what the consequences that came from your sin or the sin of somebody else. Is there anybody here that needs to mourn? Anybody here that just needs to say it so that we'll understand that you've just messed up and you're sad about it? remember last week when I told you I said the place where I was I was at that a hunger and thirst for righteousness if I was going to tell you I guess if I was going to say today here's where it'd be this one consequences of decisions consequences of mistakes consequences of sin consequences of of um, being a people pleaser instead of a Jesus server for so many years ever so often that hits me I don't want to be that way anymore. 
and I hate what I saw in my family that I caused in my family. I hate the consequences that have come to them. You want to be blessed? It's not just okay to mourn. It's required. Let's mourn. But then he said, you want to be blessed? And my answer, I mean, you can answer if you want to. You want to be blessed? And I'm like, you bet. Yes, Lord, please. Bring it on. And he said, be meek, be gentle. Now, we've gone over all this. I'm not going to reteach the lesson, but William has an understanding. If he meets somebody who's trying to get one day sober, do you think William's going to understand he's going to be able to be gentle toward that person? So who is, who is at that place right now where you're learning that you can be of help to somebody, that you're learning, I have been through this, so maybe I can be of some help. Catherine just said it. She was ready to check out, got a phone call, and immediately turned from mourning, and, or poor in spirit to mourning, to meek, to gentle. She took all the strength that God had given her and went and cared for somebody else. That's what they teach you in AA, isn't it? You help somebody stay sober? It'll help you stay sober. So who is at that place right now? Who is learning? Who has sit, sat with Jesus and learned that if I help somebody else, if I really get involved in somebody else's life, that it blesses me? That if I can be gentle with somebody else, then I can find reward. I can, find the, I can inherit the world. I can inherit the earth. Anybody at that place? What he just said is the best sermon I've ever heard on that particular point. Best sermon I've ever heard. So just amen to that. Amen to that. You want to be blessed? Yeah. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Hunger doesn't feel good. Thirst does not feel good. We're talking here about a craving that goes beyond just... I think I'm hungry for a little something. I need a little something sweet after that. No. Hunger means I'm dying. I don't know that I'll make it. I've got to have it. Thirst is I, don't, I am dying. I've got to have it. Righteousness. I want to be like Jesus. So anybody at that place, anybody at that place right now where you are so craving and, and you're, oh, when I, we do this. I've been in enough church when somebody says, well, I'm hungering and thirsting after Jesus, then everybody, you know, the, the idea is, well, he just thinks he's all that. No. You don't understand when you're saying you're hungering and thirsting to be righteous? What are you admitting? I'm not there. I ain't got it. I'm poor. I'm starving is what I'm doing. 
That's all I'm saying. Is there anybody in this place right now that has that craving? You got that craving so much so that it's uh, consuming you. You just can't get enough of it. You want to be like Jesus. You want to be righteous. You want to be right. You're tired of being wrong. You're tired of being what you used to be. You're tired of being what you've tried not to be. And you want to be like Jesus. Anybody is at that place. How's it feel? Marissa, what do you think about when you're thinking that way? Give me an area of your life you want to be more like Jesus. You get a chance. You get a chance. Read Mark 6. He's with his disciples. They've been out teaching. They're worn out. They're hungry. They've not had a chance to rest. Jesus, who cares about that kind of stuff, said, Guys, let's go get us. We've got to get away from these people. They, there were so many people that didn't have a chance to rest. So he loaded them up in the boat and left the people standing there. So you allowed to do that? You allowed to do that? Is that spiritual to do that? That's Jesus to do that. They slipped in that boat across the lake. The only problem was the people saw where they were going and what they do. It says they ran around the lake. Ah, that's a great story. You see those people running in dresses and flip-flops? I'm all over that place, man. And they get to the other side. And I'm, when it said Jesus saw them, if it had been me, I'd have put that boat in reverse. And what I'd have done... I've done. My heart is I would have backed the boat up and watched them run back that way. <laughs> Let's go this way. That's right. And I'd have been I'd have been rowing back and forth across that lake just to watch those run until they passed out, and then I'd find me a desert place. I'm glad Jesus isn't evil like me. But when he saw the crowd, what did he do? Tired, thirsty, needing to have some time alone with the people that are closest to him. He saw the crowd and was moved with compassion. It's not all about them, but it's not all about him. Good way to say that. You want to be blessed? <coughs> Y'all are sitting in church again and not talking. You want to be blessed? We're on a mountain sitting with Jesus. Y'all go, can I say something in here? <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to say amen. You can just talk. You want to be blessed? Yeah. Be merciful. Look what he said. Be merciful. Be nice to somebody that doesn't deserve you to be nice to them. Be nice to somebody who does not deserve you to be nice to them. Be nice to somebody who has not been nice to you. Be nice to somebody. Show kindness to somebody. What word do you want to use? Nice was the one that stuck with me. Because I, I can be nice. I know what nice looks like. 
To be merciful doesn't mean to have some feeling inside my body. It means that I take some action outside my body. Oh, I feel so sorry for them. Feeling so sorry for them doesn't mean jack. Feeling sorry doesn't mean a thing. You feel sorry, so what? Feeling means nothing there. It's how you treat somebody. Does that make sense? You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? He said be merciful. Be kind to people. Be nice to people. They don't deserve it. Yep, they don't. You didn't either. Can you be nice to people? Can you be kind to them? Even though they don't deserve it? Yeah, but. We'll kick the yeah, but out of there and just be kind. Be nice. What'll happen? What'll happen? What's the promise? What's the blessing? You'll get, it back. You'll get mercy, mercy back. And blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. Now, does that come from the person you're being merciful to? <laughs> I heard it taught by a preacher. Somebody should have slapped him with their Bible when he was done. He said, if you've got somebody in your life that is so hard to get along with, you just start being kind to them, and eventually they'll start being kind to you. Because Jesus said, blessed are the merciful and you'll obtain mercy. Are you kidding me? Work, work that with Jesus just for a second. Work that with Jesus for a second. What did they do to him? They killed him. They beat him up and killed him even though he was merciful to them. So, he's not talking, this is not a... What's that word? I love. I don't know what it means, but I love it when they say it. Quid pro quo. There's no direct connection here, folks. I'm going to be kind to you because you deserve it. Because I expect it back. No, I'm kind to you because God was kind to me. And Jesus said, I want to be blessed. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to be... I want to be nice. I want to be kind. I want to be merciful. I want to be caring. I want to be forgiving. I want those. Why? So I can be like my Father in heaven. He'll get there in this lesson. He'll tell us that. I want to be like my Father. And will He be merciful to me? That's His promise. And I don't have to worry about Him keeping His promise. That's the only time I'll say this today, I think. Poor in spirit, you get the kingdom of heaven. Mourn, you get to be comforted. Meek, you inherit the earth. Hunger and thirst, and you get filled, you get satisfied. Mercy, merciful, you get mercy. All those promises, we haven't spent one minute on those promises except what I just spent. The reason? That's God's call. That's God's job. I can't worry about if you're going to be merciful to me. I can't worry about if I'm going to be satisfied with righteousness. I can't worry about if, what does it mean to inherit the whole earth? I can remember pages of notes and hours of arguing about what does that mean? Blessed are the meek, they'll inherit the, whole, the earth. I don't know, don't, and at this point, don't care. I just believe Jesus will keep his promise, don't you? You want to be blessed? Be, poor in, be pure in heart.
at the next one? See it? We'll tie the knot on this one because we're going to walk through these every day for the next few next few Sundays if God gives us next week. We're going to sit down with Jesus and whoever's in this room is going to walk that walk. You know what he means to be pure in heart? I grew up going to church where anytime they talked about purity, what did they mean? They never said the word, but that's what they meant. It all always pure had always something to do with sex. And there's lots of things that need to apply there, right? The word pure. Hi, baby. The word pure. The word pure means single-minded, means focused. You want to see God? That's not a hard question. You want to see God? Then focus. Focus. Get all the distractions. Get all the junk. Get all the creepy critters and mess out of your life. You want to see Jesus? You want to see Jesus? Then be pure in heart. I don't think he's talking about just in heaven when we get there. You want to see Jesus at work? You want to see God at work? You want to see God? Then be pure in heart. Focus. Focus on Him. can't remember now who asked it. It was one of you who asked it tells you just how good I am at keeping confidences because I have no idea if you were the one that asked me. Somebody asked me just... In the last two days, I can't even remember what day, so your secrets are safe with me, I promise. A person asked me, said, what is it about going to heaven that you think about most? And I said, well, let me tell you right off the bat, right off the bat, I don't care a lick about golden streets or pearly gates. Got no interest in any of that stuff. And the preachers that used to preach that, man, oh, we had this conversation. Melanie and I had this conversation. I, the, the preachers that used to preach, the preachers that used to preach, uh, oh, won't it be grand when we go to heaven and we'll all be together in eternity singing the great hymns of praise. I don't want to go if it's singing, okay? <laughs> I love singing, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go to hell, but I do not want to go sit in church forever and ever and ever and ever. I've already done that. One sermon when I was in the third grade was that long, so I don't want to go back to that. That's terrible, isn't it? Somebody asked me, said, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's heaven mean to you? You know what? I'm going to get to see Jesus. Do you know how it feels to find somebody here that you know is going to accept you and love you and hug you and forgive you and care about you. Do you know what that's like? What's that like? What's that like? That's Jesus. And when we go home, we're going to see Jesus. You want to be blessed? Let's focus on Jesus.